Hello, and thanks for joining today's episode of the Founders Corner podcast hosted by AJ Prasad. Join AJ as he sits down with healthcare professionals to discuss ways of improving their marketing efforts. As an entrepreneur and proud owner of several seven-figure web-based businesses, AJ has now dedicated himself to helping healthcare professionals in building up their practices. If you would like to contact AJ and become a guest on the Founders Corner podcast, fill out the form on our website. In today's episode, AJ will be speaking with Ella Dabar, registered dietitian, licensed nutritionist, health coach, certified yoga and meditation instructor, writer, and influencer. Her mission is to help her clients manage weight, stress, diet, and various health conditions. Enjoy the show. Hi, Ella. How are you? Hi, AJ. I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Uh, just uh, quickly, where where are you based? You know, I did not, I couldn't tell, you know, what city um, straight where are you i'm in miami florida okay wonderful <laughs> you know it's a great place by the way one of my favorite and you so, uh, so you know i uh, split my time between orange county california and nashville tennessee so right now i'm in tennessee in nashville great well i'm very excited about this podcast interview and to learn from you <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm 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 really happy to to see anything that I can help. You know, let let's uh, let's do that. So, so Ella, just for my audience, do you mind just sharing something about you and about your business so that they they would understand the context in which you are asking your questions? Yes. My name is Ella Devar, and I'm a registered dietitian and nutritionist. I'm also a certified health coach, yoga, and meditation teacher. In my virtual practice, now my uh, practice that I started officially this year, but I've been doing it for much longer time, but I became a health coach around seven years ago and then became a licensed therapist, a licensed um, nutritionist. I graduated from NYU and I worked at a clinic in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, After pandemic, I started working for myself virtually where I see clients and I provide mainly nutrition education, nutrition guidance, Uh but uh, my focus is uh, specifically on longevity and disease prevention. So most of the people that come to me, they're looking for guidance and, um, you know, some resources on anything uh, related to meal planning, nutrition education, and, and solving specific issues such as prediabetes, weight loss, and um, um, like any concerns that they might have, like a lack of energy, fatigue. Mm-hmm. So- okay. So, so. Tell me, what is the typical process? If someone comes to you for an advice, uh, do you ask them for certain tests or what? How, how does it work? So I specialize and focus my um, practice on personalization and uh, individual mm-hmm. diet and nutrition advice. So yes, when the person comes in, I first ask them on my website to fill out a health history form for me, for me to have a bigger uh, understanding of what they're eating and what their lifestyle is. And then after that, I usually schedule um, a discovery call. And during that call, mm-hmm. 
know each other because most people, you know, they come virtually, they don't know my personality. And because I sell a program, not just one session, right? Uh, you know, I'd like to introduce mm-hmm. myself to people and uh, describe them what I offer and how we do it. Once the person is on board uh, and we are a good match, I, uh, depending on their symptoms, right? If the person comes with digestive issues and uh, stubborn weight loss, I work with um, stool tests and to see what's going mm-hmm. on inside the intestines. And uh, specific, like depending on which, which state the person's at, right? On the regulations, but stool tests, okay. the new generation of advanced testing really provides uh, uh, the insights on the, on the person's ability to digest and helps me to provide personalized diet and food recommendations. Also, of course, I look at the blood work, right? Whether it's from a doctor, if the person has a primary care physician, or if the person doesn't have an insurance, I provide them with the resource of like at-home uh, lab testing and other resources. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so you, you do get them tested. And and so, you, so it's not like you are just talking about their behavior and, and, you know, about eating and the lifestyle. You are also getting medical tests done. Uh, I think that it also depends on the client. You know, there are some people come that have it all figured out. Like, you know, they're smart and they're educated, what they're called like biohackers. And if they have the doctor and they do you know, annual or twice, uh, twice a year checkups, they, you know, mm-hmm. they, they give me the recommendations basically. And I either connect with their doctors, depending on, you know, if the doctor is, you know, at the, not at the major hospital then, you know, or, you know, like depending on the age, you know, the older the client okay. the more chances that I'll be looking at the medical, you know, chart first, mm-hmm. someone's younger, so just looking with weight loss, then yes, it's mainly educational, um, you know, and it's uh, all about the lifestyle. Okay, perfect, perfect. Good. So I think that now everyone understands your business. So I had one other question and then, then, and then we'll dive into your questions. Yeah. Uh, so my my one question is: so right now, how are you doing? How's your business doing? And how you are getting your uh, new clients? It's mainly referrals. My clients, mm-hmm. family members, and older friends because they see the results for them, right? Because I also, uh, you know, with my clinical practice, I uh, and I'm also into biohacking which is the advanced um, way of looking at uh, prevention and incorporating Mm -hmm. devices and wearable technology. And that helps my clients to stay not only disciplined, uh, motivated, but also really see the result. And so their friends seeing the results and asking them how they got there and they recommend me. And um, the other huge source of um, clients for me is social media. So my background is also in modeling and, um, um, you know, uh, being like a New Yorker and a health coach and being part of the mm-hmm. wellness field, my Instagram, my social media is huge. And this is where I, you know, a lot of people find me. So okay, perfect, perfect. Younger people, especially with the resume is not, you know, what somewhere says in the paper. It's what like more visuals, right? So, and mm-hmm. it's, surprising still to me but a lot of people inquire they like like so these days i kind of i'm a brand i'm a personal brand not just an mm-hmm. a medical professional and with people mm-hmm. on my instagram like my own journey how i had to deal with you know a lot of different um health concerns and how i became who i am today what i do and what i believe in and with that yeah the people reach out with a lot of um you know questions and therefore become clients 
Okay, perfect, perfect, wonderful. So, so let's dive into your questions. Yes. So I'm exploring different ways of marketing, right? And I'm learning mm -hmm. as, a, as someone who kind of like I've gotten it easier just because, you know, I'm a, you know, slimmer and I'm, I used to model. I have beautiful content. People used to come to me naturally, but not because I'm growing and I'm looking at mm -hmm. different invest into marketing so my question to you is uh what kind of advice would you give for me when it comes to digital marketing right because i just transitioned to working virtually everyone's like you know far away no one's like meeting up anymore uh, uh you know in person and um advice for digital mar marketing specifically for social media and google sure so 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 i will so first let me just tell you some the basic fundamental, you know, one minute that that we suggest to everyone, and I'm sure that you're already doing doing most of it. Uh, so we always say that for to have a thriving business, especially in the healthcare, uh, you need to have a very uh, stellar uh, reputation, online reputation, which mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that you you have, and mm -hmm. proactive. You have to be very proactive. You should have an increasing patient satisfaction, so understanding why uh, your clients like you or where they, uh, there is any room for improvement, so that, that it's an it's a ongoing progress, right? And then I, we also talk about the very robust online presence. So, 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 you know, having said that now, let's talk about the online presence. Uh, so on Google, and that, by the way, it's the same thing is true for social media. Uh, so you, there are tools that your marketing team should be able to use to number one, uh, really understand and say, okay, what are the key phrases uh, that people are using when they're looking for your services, right? So, so, and you would be surprised how many different key phrases people are looking at. It, you know, you would think that nutritionists uh, or, you know, uh, you know have wellness nutrition or you know, it's something that that's how you ex, uh, how you will define yourself. But people are are typing different keywords, right? Looking for for your profession. The good news is that every time someone is typing it on Google or searching or or uh, you know or Bing or anywhere, it shows up, right? Uh, so so that is tracked somewhere. So so the uh, your anyone who is doing marketing should be able to know. So first thing first is to identify what are the keywords or key phrases people are using when they're looking for your services, right? And then one by one, you have to go and see where do you rank on that. So ultimately, because in, you have a very interesting uh, business in the sense that this is not local, right? So most of the doctors, um, if they are in Miami, they cannot see someone in uh, New York, but in your case, it doesn't matter where someone is living, literally anywhere in the world, correct? Yes. Yeah, so, 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 my, uh, so my suggestion is that have someone do analysis, find out what are the keywords, mm -hmm. uh, you know, key phrases, uh, see where you are ranking on Google, and literally there has to be almost like a strategy for each key phrase to bring it up. So, so when, when they will find those key phrases, they will also know, for example, how competitive it is, right? So if something that is very high competition, it takes very long, uh, it takes longer to, to bring that, uh, bring your website on, on, you know, at least you want to get top five, but ideally top three, right? So it gets harder, but then 
then you would be surprised that several there will be several key phrases that will be very uh, in you know it will have low competition, which means that you should be able to very quickly uh, move up. So mm-hmm. so uh, so this on, digital marketing is an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. So you you want to start with something that is what I call a low hanging fruit, right? So it's the Oh, there are a bunch of searches for this one, and it it has low competition, so I can come up on top. And then it's almost like methodically going one after another. Uh, and keyword, and obviously you can also do paid advertising on Google mm-hmm. for for those phrases. So when someone is searching for it, you and and I do suggest people that you should try paid advertising. You know, mm-hmm. you can start with a small budget just to see. The return, right? Um, for me, the advertising I always explain is investment. It's not a cost. Uh, what it means is, like, if you are getting a good return, you'll keep on investing, right? So if if you can, if you can see that, okay, it cost me hundred dollars to get a. I'm just throwing a number to get one patient, and the value of one patient is say thousand dollars, then you'll do it all day, right? Uh, so there shouldn't be any problem. So, so that's what so the, the fundamental uh, is to first understand the, what's the behavior online, how people are searching, and see where you stand, right? And then have a then you have to have a strategy for what to do. And and this any good uh, um, you know agency should be able to do this for you without any problem. Okay, so you don't recommend me doing it on my own with Google Analytics. Uh, <laughs> And you know, unless you recommend me <laughs> that you know you can you here is the research you can go on WebMD and <laughs> and do the you can handle your own nutrition issues. It's it's exactly the same thing. You want to focus on on where is your expertise so that you will get the most return on your investment. Um, it this is it has become a way more complex. Uh, you know, be, be, by the way, being an influencer like like you said that you ha- you have on Instagram, that's wonderful that you are able to do that. But when you are talking about getting digital marketing and getting ranked on and even managing paid advertising and optimizing, it is it's it's a it's a whole different ball game. And just trust me, even if you spent a lot of time going and learning. There's so many pieces there that you will be learning for a long time and you will never be able to optimize it because uh, the another thing about digital marketing is that uh, everything is almost like a moving target. <clears throat> so, you know, you may think that you have exp- learned everything about Google algorithm now and then you can go and, and optimize the site, but then Google changes algorithm and they do that so often that it's not even funny. So... So you want to go with an agency there. I mean, that, that is my suggestion. Paid advertising, you can try on your own, you know, although that is not typically, it's not a very expensive proposition to, to have someone who is Google certified. So, you know, Google has certifications for agency, even for individuals, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, where they will, they will say, okay, he's a, you know, he's a Google partner. So someone who has a Google partnership hopefully a platinum partnership, uh, they will be able to do a, they will know exactly what needs to be done for even the advertising. But that is something that you can learn. I don't think it takes very long. 
if if you so want, you can go on Google. You can learn how to to do that. And and really, the same process is true for the social media, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to do advertise there, uh, you can do that. Getting yourself uh, found for different key key phrases, getting uh, in front of people when they are uh, when they are you know, searching. So, so say you have identified your target audience and showing your ad when they show up. I mean, it, it is a whole process. Again, agencies know how to do that. Uh, you would be, you would be spending a lot more time. Uh, uh, so I don't think that it is, if you ask me, uh, the best thing that you can do is, is come up with, a, uh, with a program and on, let someone else do the marketing, and, but you focus on return, right? Return on investment. So if you end up spending, I'm just throwing a number, $1,000 a month, all you want to make sure is you should have a benchmark that says, okay, this $1,000, I need to get X number of new customer that mm-hmm. pays for it. Uh, and, then, and then obviously you don't, you don't, we don't do any invest, make investment to just get our money back. So that so, at, but at least you know the benchmark, right? You know that okay, this is what I need to to get uh, in order to uh, to break even or and be profitable. Mm-hmm. And when someone has done the analysis for you, you'll be able to very quickly see if it is possible or not, right? So so if if there's only I'm just throwing a number five searches, you know, for for your services online. Uh, then even if someone is saying, okay, I will charge you $100 for SEO, it's probably not worth it because there are just five, five searches and impossible you know, uh, chance of getting those five people on your site and getting one of them to become a customer. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. So when you look at analysis that I'm talking about initially, then you will get a sense, right? It's like, oh, this is the number of searches. This is where uh, you know that once you get top five ranking, you will start people coming on your, you know, you will start. And these are the, the good thing about digital marketing, Ella, um, is, is that they are already looking for your service, right? So it's not like you are just, Advertise like we do it and do it see on TV. And by the way, I started my career in the traditional marketing because when I started 100 years back, there was no internet. And I have done a lot of TV and radio uh, and print advertising for when I worked for corporation and, uh, you know, as their marketing head. And I can, you know, there we were just hoping that someone sees it here the beauty is that these are the people who are already searching for your, uh, you know, they are using the keyword, they are searching for the service. So it, so it is much, much more effective digital marketing. So, yeah. so that's what I would do. It, you, you almost, you have to have someone take a look at it, analyze the marketplace, give you a strategy, mm-hmm. and should also give you a plan, not in technical term, but a simple plan so that you can take a look at it in, and you see and you understand it's like, oh, okay, so this is what you are doing. Now, obviously, in marketing, since you are, you are a marketer, you know that there's no sure thing, right? It's not a science. 
it is it's, it's kind of mixture of science and art uh, so of course there are never a guarantee but at least you want to take a look you know and understand and and you should make sure that your the person you are dealing with has a plan which is which is making sense <laughs> right so the so that's what I would do. I, I think that Google and uh, um, getting the SEO ranking and paid advertising and everything, it's just not worthwhile. Uh, just trust me. You will spend a lot more time um, that that you could, you know, if nothing, if you have free time, enjoy. Uh, so long you're focused on the return on investment, mm-hmm. uh, you should be fine. And every there are like hundreds of good agencies that that will share with you and say, okay, yes, because the agencies, the good agencies also know that unless they are able to to get you a positive return on on your investment, then you're not going to stay with them. So you know, most most good most of the agencies don't want a um, really revolving door of clients. They'd like to have clients, and, and just like I'm sure that you have the same approach. And the other thing that I will do on digital marketing also is since you have uh, Instagram, you have a database. So do keep. I, I'm. I am. I don't know if you are sending out a regular newsletter or or information or not. Uh, I, so first thing is engagement is very important. So you should stay in touch with a you know mostly automated process so that you don't obviously not sending email to individuals, but also use the, uh, you know, when you are, um, when your people are very happy, uh, Mm -hmm. you should automate asking uh, for uh, referrals. Mm -hmm. So that to me is really important, is you should automate uh, the referral asking so that you you can ask your, uh, your, you know, patients or clients, you know, for referral to friends and relatives, and then have a email marketing program where, uh, you know, all, for example, all the Instagram people that is following you, hopefully if they are already following you, they, you should have a list of, you know, increasing email, which I we call funnel, right? So you have a lot of people, and which is growing on a regular basis, uh, um, and and you are sharing information because, that becomes like a trigger point, right? You have, you're in communication with thousands of people and you are sharing, okay, here is something about diabetes, here's something about weight loss, you know, on a regular basis. Uh, and you don't know when it will trigger, but it's almost given that after a while, it will start a trickle and then, then you will start to get a constant flow of clients for that also. So, so, so the, for that also, you need a strategy where you have uh, something that is increasing your funnel that people, when they come to your website, uh, you should capture them. Mm-hmm. You know, they should not just come and either decide to con- uh, contact you or go. There should be something in between where they come in and they may not be ready, but they will say, yeah, you know, I'd like to see this free report that you have it, for example. And now you have their email address uh, because that's how you are sending it. And now you put them in the funnel that you are sending them a regular information. I mean, these things just take time, build on its own. That's the reason you want, again, 
a professional who will set it up in such a way that really after the initial setup, it should be automated and you are, it just keeps on growing. The only thing you have to do is just maybe keep on adding more content in terms of what you want to share. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of things that I'm, I'm telling you, but, but you see your question was also so broad mm-hmm. about digital marketing. So it, it's, I mean, bottom line is it is fairly complex. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of activities and even one person cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people that you no, know, there are so many moving parts in digital marketing now, even just for Google marketing. There are mm-hmm. so many moving parts that it's, it's almost, I would say, impossible for one person to keep up with everything, stay on top of it and still do a um, good job. I mean, you know, you only professors probably can do it who are not doing any job. And all they are um, uh, doing is, is reading about what's going on. Yeah, really great uh, information, AJ. I'm so grateful. I have a question. Like, you have such a, an amazing experience. You know, you've talked to so many people. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, what advice do you have for, like, a young professional like me who's looking to scale up, right, to grow? So right now, I'm kind of almost... I'm almost scared, scared of success because basically if I'm advertising, I'm advertising my services, right? My time Mm -hmm. that I exchange for the money. And as I'm growing, Uh scaling up, I'm thinking that this online counseling is just too, like I I might keep it for VIPs only, but like for people who can't afford my services, right? Or for people who don't Mm -hmm. don't want to schedule a program or something i'm looking to create some kind of products right you mentioned a program and then advertise mm-hmm. that to create more of like passive income that people can like buy without you know having to interact with me so what advice do you have for me sure sure so so first thing i will tell you uh, you know this is very interesting so i'm you know the the one advice that that i will immediately have for you is see if you can create a subscription program, right? So uh, depending on how you are doing, so so suppose you you have someone who is who has you know diabetes. Let's take about that, right? So it's one thing to have someone come in, and again, this is almost like part of the funnel, right? Come in and suppose you have I don't know I we and probably it's not a good platform to discuss your fee. But, uh, but you know, if we have someone uh, come in and I'm just throwing a number, $1,000, uh, then people may not be ready, right? It's not like they are able to afford it or not. Even if people are able to afford it, they may not be ready to mm-hmm. go out and, and invest $1,000 uh, because they need convincing. So, you, so number one is you could have a subscription, uh, which could be, uh, and the sub- part of the subscription could be, of course, very specific information, about you know their area that that you know you that becomes your product right that you have already created and maybe even a webinar right so so now all of a sudden uh, if you have 10 people and you are giving or 50 people and mm-hmm. and you have like one uh, and your subscription i'm just throwing a number is 10 dollars per month right so so now you have like those 100 people so you are it's a 1000 dollars you have created the content, which is one time, but that's your product, right? And then 
then you're spending one one hour a month, suppose, that you're giving a webinar. This is just one idea, right? So so the idea about scaling is that how do you how do you make the most out of your hours? Because unfortunately, you know, we all of us we don't know we only have twenty four hours. So if if you are just selling your hours and charging a fee, then there is a ceiling that you hit very quickly, right? So so the best way to scaling is is have a product, and if there's a product that you can sell, that is great. But because you have a service, then you just uh, convert that into a subscription and uh, webinars and something that people cannot use. And and really, at some point, what you want to do is start to increase your even rate. Suppose, you know, suppose you are doing spending 20 hours on on webinar for on 20 different topics every month then because those hours over a period of time will become more and more um, uh, profitable right if you start with you know even if there are four and the and next month two more two added and and if people are keep on adding your advantage is that the same hours you are making more and more money right that's that's one way to scale and then, uh, uh, so that's one thing is the subscription. You can also do, uh, uh, you know, a webinar. The problem with just free webinar is unless you have a product to sell that people are buying, it generally speaking, it doesn't help because then again, what you're doing is you are recruiting uh, the people and you have the same problem that you don't have enough. Uh, by the way, I ran into the same problem that, that you have when I finally decided 17, 18 years back to, uh, to become an entrepreneur from my corporate life. Uh, and I quit, quickly see that because since, you know, I, ha- I did, uh, you know, I was very lucky in my corporate life. I did okay. You know, I became vice president very quickly and I had a pretty decent network so when I first started, I'm like, hey, you know what? I can do a consulting. And just because, again, of my background and the people I knew, I immediately got consulting project, no problem. Uh, then <laughs> then three months into my uh, business, we decided to go out for, uh, you know, vacation to Germany, you know, with my family. I mean, now my kids are grown up when they were little. And then I realized, whoops, for th- <laughs> Three months, my income is zero, right? Because I'm selling my hours. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? So being in the corporate world where I could go on vacation, I would still have my check deposited in my bank. And like, I'm like, okay, this is not the model that I want to be in. And that's the reason I decided to build a team mm-hmm. so that the team is working and I can go on vacation. Oliver can go on vacation. I have a bunch of other people you know, we all go on vacation, everything, but the, but the machine is running, right? So it is, it's, it's so, so that is, you know, that is ultimately I did. That was my solution. I'm not saying that it is a solution for everyone because building a company and running, it is no joke either. <laughs> right. So there is a lot of issues there, but, the, but ultimately that's what you want to do. You want to figure out a way to how do you maximize your timing and and you have all the services you know you would you can brainstorm with someone um, you can brainstorm with uh, I don't know if you have a mentor or not I always ask people that 
they should have mentors in in business but but with someone you want to brainstorm and say okay what are the things that i can do and i'm i'm telling you the best thing you can do is to start to offer services to people you know where they can get the general information a lot of people and then if someone wants very specific uh yes you can do that and over a period of time if you become busier with mm-hmm. your um, you know with when you're talking to the to more and more people raise your rate and uh, so you know for personalized things so from personalized is fantastic the challenge with personalized is obviously the timing right because you don't have a machine i mean I, for me honestly i mean i i get very busy i can add more people right and and everything will will still keep on running so unless you have built something like that and then i would say just come up with a process to make the most out of uh hours that you are spending on your business the productivity i mean am i making sense to you yes yes building a team i think that's the next question i wanted to ask you about um how to sure. practice and any practical advice that you have when it comes to hiring and delegating administrative tasks so so i tell everyone uh, by the way that the best decision i made um so I, so again it, it's it's interesting because we had a you know similar path right to entrepreneur before being an entrepreneur we worked for someone and mm-hmm. becoming entrepreneur is, is scary because of course in the beginning there's no money coming in and the money going out right and then you still have to live <laughs> you still have to pay the rent or mortgage and and food and everything So just like typical entrepreneur I did not for first two years I was a janitor I was a CEO I was the the typist I mean you talk about everything I was the um, you know the front desk person so I I was it and uh, and I was running like chicken without head and I when people ask me when was a turnaround for your business I always tell them when I hired the my you know the personal assistant you know suddenly i realized that okay i you know this is not working and so i hired first i hired my, my you know, essentially a, a personal assistant smart who can who can i can who can handle at least some of the more uh, road thing and immediately the first thing that happened was i realized wow you know i have a lot of time to think about my business you know what i i can do to improve it rather than just fighting fires uh, every day so when you are building a team the first thing you want to do is get a personal assistant but get someone who is smart i mean by the way the 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 you know my personal assistant you know the one that that i had hired like 13 years back uh, she was fresh out of college at that time and right now for the last I would say eight years. So it's not just happened immediately. So just after five years with me, I mean, she, first thing she moved out of the front desk very quickly, and uh, and started uh, managing you know certain part of the business. And for the last, uh, I would say you know literally eight years, she she's a she has been a president of one of my I would say the most profitable company that I you know I I created several uh, companies. and 
she was interested, uh, handed it over, and now she runs it. I don't even know. I, I always tell my wife that, you know, if Beth decides to leave me, I wouldn't even know what to do with this business because I don't know anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I totally lucked out, but I, and there's no reason why other people cannot luck out. So when you are hiring a person assistant, don't uh, just get a bright person, someone who, who can also give you some point of view and, and doesn't either someone with experience. I mean, I don't think education and all those things is that matter. I mean, of course, you know, Beth was a fresh graduate, so that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, you know, I have had in my corporate life, uh, my personal assistant with high school diploma. And if, for example, she was available, I would have taken her in a heartbeat. Uh, of course, now I'm sure that she's much older because even in those days, you know, 25 years back, she was in her, uh, you know, late 50s. It is so, so it really, but what you want is someone smart, someone uh, and to help you. So that to me is the starting point and then start delegating the things that you, so, so, you know, what, what, what my suggestion always is that either you jot down every end of the day, but most of the time you can sit down and you can start and say, okay, what are the things that I'm doing during my work time? I know where I'm spending most of my time. Uh, and once you list, have a list of it, you would start to see, oh my God, you know, this is, this is not generating any, any, you know, it's not building my business, right? So you, you want to focus your time on, on areas that will help you grow your business. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I'm saying that's the reason I was, I was telling you it will be a waste of time from my perspective for you to be, try to become an expert on digital marketing, right? Same thing there. So once, once you have figured out, then you can start to delegate those areas mm-hmm. where you are spending time, which is non, not critical for, for your improvement of your business. And then as you start to have, and then, and if you have the right person, uh, you know, it may take time, then you can even start to, uh, to hand, hand over some of the, the important issues, right? Just like I was telling you this, this person that I had, she's running a whole company. She's, she's the president. She has a title of president and she, she has, you know, whatever, uh, four people reporting to her and, and, you know, there are like 300 plus independent contractor that work for her. So she's just totally managing everything, you know, that, that business, I have nothing to do. Uh, now, you know, I got lucky. I always say that, but, uh, but having said that, there's no reason why you, when someone starts to understand your business, yeah. you know, who has been with you, uh, you cannot start to, First, you, you you should be able to easily hand give all the time. Have, you know, simple thing. I I did not realize how much time I was wasting on my answering the phone, because all of a sudden, I you know I when I counted, I I saw that okay, I, I spent about two hours on the phone every day, uh, and uh, and then when uh, the front desk person that I I got, all of a sudden that time dropped to. I would say 15, 20 minutes because mm-hmm. most of the time she would screen it. She, she was able to address, um, answer most of the questions right there. 
so many things did not even come to me so so that that's what i would i would do do hire if you are going wanting to grow hire a personal assistant but a smart person someone who who can who can collaborate with you you can discuss you know the business everything and again for that you don't need one who has 100 years of business experience you just need someone who is smart that's it and has common sense <laughs> oh, sorry one more question yeah sure sure yes what's your opinion on um the media exposure and um towards like an actual work towards it and hiring and pr agency is it worth the investment so uh, so again the pr agency is totally depends on your um, on your business and your plan right so when when you so long the objective is very clear so the part of the problem that i have seen with the pr agencies and and again in my you know corporate world with billion dollar company you know i had pr agencies um, and then you know they they did that but we had a very well defined uh, role right what what we are trying to get out of pr so i i pr agency is fine so long you have a very very clearly defined objective and the pr agency can tell you very much like i was talking about digital marketing right they you have to see that okay this is the opportunity here's the strategy and make sense to me uh, same thing i would do with pr agency uh, pr is is now having said that i will tell you that if if you were to decide between a pr agency and a digital marketing for your business i would say just go for digital marketing first because mm-hmm. pr is is again it's a long term thing and the effectiveness is uh, is like is pr is now more like a social media marketing right because mm-hmm. it getting it print published in a in a even a e magazine a print magazine is like for me is just advertising that i can say hey you know i got published but even in e magazine it's the life uh, the cycle of that is so low you know versus putting the same amount of money and getting yourself on on say number 3 for seven key phrases relevant key phrases it is every day it is earning you so so that's what i i would do i don't have anything against pr but generally speaking for small businesses i have not seen it work uh, especially because as a small business you won't have that budget right you know we had uh, literally millions of dollars in pr budget uh, it made sense and in the olden days the pr was agency what they had is they had access to uh, you know these magazines and uh, writers and all that so, so so they would they could go and pitch our story there now you don't need to you all you have to do is publisher story on on the internet and popularize it through social media so so again you know pr is fine but you if you have to choose between those two um go for uh, digital marketing if you can afford to do both then just have the same thing the have the agency give you uh, you know a proposal and say okay what you're going to do for me why and you know they will talk to you what you are trying to get out of the pr obviously mm-hmm. and they have to give you a a you know a plan 
Mm-hmm. But uh, so so that would be my thing. But again, if you can afford both, by all means. Uh, but don't expect uh, the return, uh, the similar kind of return from PR like you would get from uh, the uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, yeah, and and by the way, uh, Ella, you know one thing, and also want to do so in PR. What happens that you are getting your story in front of people, right? Who could be a target audience, but not necessarily looking for your solution. Uh, digital marketing, you are putting yourself in front of people exactly when they are looking for your solution. So that, so that in that you know, now you can see the gist of it. You know why. I'm saying that digital marketing makes more sense to do that. Uh, PR is like, sure, you know, we we used to call this a spray and pray in my in my previous world. That mm-hmm. yeah, you you get in front of a lot of people, and some of them will say, okay, I I need this. Uh, so so that that's what I would. You are better off doing social media mm-hmm. than P, PR for mm-hmm. sure. If you have to choose between those two, I'll say social media, but if you have everything again, depending on the objective, it may make sense to do PR. Got it. Okay, a lot of work to do. Okay, digital <laughs> marketing companies. Do you have any specific recommendations? You know, I I would say first look for the companies in your area, right? So the I mean, the good news about digital marketing companies is it, they can be anywhere. But the, the the best thing is to first first find um, something that in, in, in your area, if, if you have it, talk to them. Make sure that they understand. Like I, w- I was saying, on those three pieces, getting, uh, you know, stellar reputation, you know, there has to be a process for patient uh, satisfaction or the customer satisfaction measurements and, and analysis so that you know what's working, what's not working. And then, and then the marketing strategy that makes sense to you. Uh, it should be, it should just state, you know, here's the opportunity. Here is the, this is, and this is how we will address it. And then, then either that will make sense to you or not, right? So, just make sure that people, you know, you are most of the PR agency will will tell you anyway because they. I'm sorry, the uh, the marketing agencies. So I always suggest that you start. With local, if you can find one in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, where you can meet with them face to face and all, it always helps, right? As a, as a small business, um, but if not, then then by all means, just you do the same thing. You search and look for the the PR agents, you know, the digital marketing agencies in the healthcare digital marketing agencies, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, then you can. Uh, then you can go to the website. You'll have to do a little bit of research. Obviously, you're talking about, you know, decent investment, right, every month. So you want to do some analysis, talk to two, three companies, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, that makes sense to you. The first, you select the ones that you, that, that makes sense to you, that it looks like worth uh, discussing. Talk to two, three companies, figure out. Uh, that way you will start to see uh, a pattern, right? And, and then out of that, what, whichever makes sense, do it. All I would, my suggestion, only thing that I would very strongly recommend 
is that don't focus on the dollar. Just focus on the return. Got you know, mo- most of the yeah, most of the very low cost agencies are basically garbage. They don't do any. They will do some things, but but we know that uh, it is way more complex. Mm-hmm. So it it's just not possible to do it for a very tiny budget. So so that's why you want to just focus on you know their approach, their what is their strategy, what kind of opportunity they are saying you have, uh, and then then what how they will approach it at least you know very broadly but you again you don't want to go into minutia because it you know it won't even make sense right i mean they but they but it will you would know if they are working if, if they know what they're talking about or not just trust me you will once you talk to two three of them uh, you will definitely find out and and like i said see if you can find someone locally and that way you can also talk to them, but make sure that they are, you know, if they are not exclusively healthcare, they have a bunch of healthcare related, um, you know, uh, clients uh, in in this industry in this business, uh, and and then are willing to talk to you and not just saying, oh, don't worry, you know, I'll get you number one on ten keywords and all those. Um, anyone who is trying to sell you on activities, drop them. <laughs> because activities doesn't matter. Uh, if they are selling you on the overall strategy and and their uh, uh, and their plan, mm-hmm. but what to do, that's when you start to consider. Okay, I know. Thank you. Do we have time for one more question or no? Sure, I have. Uh, okay, yeah, sure, sure. I have. Um, I do have ten minutes. So when it comes for to my, the until the next. When it comes to delegating tasks, how do you feel and if you have any experience with um, hiring someone overseas internationally? You know, there's all these websites called Upwork where you could uh, hire someone mm-hmm. yeah, in all those countries that, you know, like you can save a lot of money than paying someone here in the, in the States. And um, is, is, there, is that something you recommend doing? So yeah, definitely, by the way, even even I use, uh, you know, some of those services, right, for, so depending on, on what, w- you know, uh, what you are thinking or doing. So obviously you would not want to hire someone on Upwork to do a webinar for you, right? But if it comes to writing an article, and, yes. uh, and so you said, you know what, do research on this is this area, I want an article with, with you know, his outline. Uh, it it will always work. So um, you know, and of course, it will be back and forth. You can even get a virtual assistant, um, but you have to be. You will you will go through some trial and errors on there. But you know, we 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 have. I have had virtual assistant in in the past, mm-hmm. and it worked uh, really. So, but then, you know, again, you have to be lucky and I went through several before I found someone that uh, made sense. Mm-hmm. So, so before you go, uh, look, look for like outside virtual, uh, any employee, and it doesn't matter where in the world, really just first thing, first you want to figure out what are the areas, what are you expecting from the two, uh, you know, from them? And then based on that, yes, you can, you should be able to find the skill sets. And also if you are, for example, spending two hours writing an article, you can probably get someone to write for 50 bucks, right? And that means 
you know, if you are spending two hours and, and you can get the same thing for $50, that means, you know, you are paying yourself only $25 per hour. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that's what I would say the start using by things that is high value, but, uh, but it's taking a lot of your time because that's where you, you will see the, the real benefit, right? You, you need this anyway, but now you can, instead of you spending 10 hours, you can pay someone $200 to do that. So those are the kind of things that you can start with. And, uh, and like I said, you can find virtual assistant, but it, it won't be, uh, and by the way, the same thing is true for regular, right? A personal assistant. I mean, the only difference is that personal assistant, you can talk, you can, uh, you can check references, which by the way, in virtual, you also do. Uh, uh, but it, it's always uh, luck, right? You, end of the day, you have to be lucky to find the right person. So I would by I would say by no by all means try that. That's uh, but again be very discriminate about what are you going to be asking them to do. And, you know if if someone has been with you the like as a virtual assistant even for two years or for that matter six months, and now you now you have confidence in this person to do more. Sure, by all means do that. But again, it's not a only thing I, I say that these are all slow. Uh, it takes time to get to the right decision. So just, you know, make sure that you are, uh, you have the right expectations, I guess. That's all. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for virtual assistance, you know, help. Mm-hmm. Wow, AJ, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. You've covered a lot. Wonderful. Great talking to you. And I I just want you to know that I love entrepreneurs, especially who have left the, you know, the job market to become an entrepreneur. It just reminds me of, of me, you know, of course, long time back. But yeah. this is wonderful. You know, in my best wishes for your journey and, and you know, you are already doing well, so I only thing I can say is you can keep on getting better. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience. I appreciate your time so much. My name is Ella Devar. You can find more information about me and my services on nutritionistella.com. On my website, you'll find um, information about my education, my background, my services, including nutrition consultation, group coaching, my e-guides, books, uh, webinars, as well as books. Additionally, I provide consulting for food businesses. And if you are someone in the food industry and looking for approval and endorsement of a healthcare and dietetic professional, I'm your girl. I love to collaborate with organic brands and support uh, your mission to bring it out to the consumers. I'm a foodie and I love talking about food and supporting food businesses. So anyone who is looking for me, you can find me on Instagram. It's at ella.davar and my website is nutritionistella.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Founders Corner podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you are interested in being a guest, be sure to visit our main page at 
www.gmrwebteam.com forward slash the founders corner.